Coming up on the WAC podcast, a big upset in Stephenville as Tarleton State takes down, down Grand Canyon. We'll talk about it. Women's basketball, we have two more teams clinching. We crowned a couple of champions in indoor track and field and a lot more to talk about. Coming up next on the WAC podcast. This WAC podcast is brought to you by our friends at University Credit Union, the official financial institution partner of the Western Athletic Conference. Eric Danner along with Kendra Sheehan. And and Kendra, some terrible news we received yesterday, uh, last night, in fact. um, Wanted to start the show with this, and then we'll get on to some of the the happier items. But unfortunately, University of Wyoming uh, swim team, suffered a tragedy uh, with a car accident involving three of their swimmers, uh, two male, one female. We're recording this at 9 a.m. on Friday, so not very many details yet, but I want to extend our condolences to Dave Denniston, the the head uh, coach for both the men's and women's swimming team. By the way, if people don't know, men's swimming for the University of Wyoming competes in the Western Athletic Conference and has for many years, and uh, just just a tragedy, and uh, you hate to see this. Uh, Unfortunately, it happens every so often in, in, in collegiate sports where you see a, a tra- tragic accident like this. Yeah, no, hundred percent thinking of, you know, that entire swim team. And I don't believe the family at this point has been notified yet, which is why there's such little information, but yeah, the men are, are set to compete next on Wednesday in our, our championship and the women were competing in the mountain West uh, championship. And so, yeah, thoughts and prayers with them and, Hey, you never want to see that. And, and yeah, just really thinking of them, that's really, it's really tough thing to uh, just kind of wrap your head around, you know, life changes an instant. You never know. It sure does. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk some more WAC sports on the WAC podcast. Welcome back to the WAC podcast. The, the WAC swimming and diving championships are coming up this Wednesday in far Texas, men's and women's uh, preseason poll or the pre-championships poll. Kendra has, uh, the winners from last year on top again this year. Northern Arizona, I mean, I've lost count. Is it, uh, they they looking for an 11, Pete? I believe so, because when I was there two years ago, that final day, all the parents brought these little nine balloons and they held them up because it was a nine, Pete. So last year they won it again. So this has got to be going for that big one, one. <laughs> they, they, all they do is win, as as the song says, Grand Canyon pick number two. And Northern Colorado picked number three on the women's side. UNLV, the defending WAC champions, are picked to repeat as champions on the men's side. Grand Canyon, number two. And, of course, Wyoming, who we just talked about and the tragic cir- circumstances surrounding their team. This was number three, you know, in the preseason or pre-championships poll that was released earlier this week. Of course, we'll have more details, you know, next week regarding their swim team. But, uh, again, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to Wyoming basketball we had a huge night on thursday let's start with the men let's start with the headliner tarleton state versus grand canyon one versus two grand canyon has been on a roll they had the best record in the nation i believe they had kind of separated themselves from connecticut and purdue they go into wisdom gym they were up 15 kendra they're up big at halftime really dominated in the first half but the texans come back in the second half and they pull this game out. Yeah, they erased that 13-point halftime deficit. And my goodness, of course, you know, anytime you travel on the road, it's tough in this league. We did kind of a thing 
earlier in the year, you know, 25% of teams were able to win on the road the first half of conference play. And so anytime you're on the road, it's tough. It was a sellout crowd in Wisdom Gym. Their athletic director, Lon Reisman, who has been there for quite some time and said, you know, this is back to how it used to be in this community. The gym was rocking. Um, Ja'Cory Smith, 17 points in the second half to really eliminate that uh, 13-point lead that they had. And, you know, Devin Barnes making some critical free throws and also just some nifty baskets. This is such an impressive team. I'm so excited. I hope that they get a chance to match up in the tournament. As of right now, they could be the one and two seeds, so they wouldn't play each other in that semifinal or until the championship, really, if they make it. So, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's just exciting, and and I can't believe, uh, you know, just the way the Texans have responded without even having, you know, a head coach in, in Billy Gillespie for most of the year. They've really rallied under Joseph Jones, and this is a team that never count them out. Yeah, we saw the uh, the court storm by the the fans of, of Tarleton State, and of course they're super excited. And I've had this question a few times, and maybe we kind of gloss over because we're we're used to it. <clears throat> the question whether or not Tarleton is eligible for the WAC tournament. Yes, they are. They are still transitioning from Division Two, as Utah Tech is. They would not be eligible to go to the NCAA tournament. But it was important. Uh, our commissioner Brian Thornton, when he came in, this was one of his his main priorities was making sure those student athletes for those schools that were transitioning had those opportunities to participate in championships. And that's, this is a big part of the reason why look how good Tarleton is. They can compete with anybody in the WAC. They just beat, you know, the number one team. And that's why we love college sports. Yeah. I mean, you had mentioned a couple of times of, you know, that transition period you used to be just for teams to get ready to be able to compete at the division one level. And, you know, now that's not the case. You have teams, entering year one of a four-year transition who could compete for titles. And Tarleton State basketball is one of them. In football, they had that same thing. They made an appeal to the to the NCAA because they believe that they could have had a potential at-large spot with how uh, well they did in the season. Obviously, they weren't granted it. But, yeah, I mean, Tarleton State, a team that just took down Grand Canyon, our highest-ranked team at the moment in the net, is really impressive. Yeah, that final score is 77 the 74 RJ choppy, by the way, was the uh, analyst on that game. He's drive time sports, one Oh five, three, the fan here in Dallas. So it was kind of exciting to hear the, you know, the big time Dallas radio talking uh, whack basketball the last few days as well. Seattle, you also uh, getting a big win 69 to 49 in this one, as uh, we, we've talked a little bit, Kendra, that, you know, who, who are the teams to watch in Vegas? Seattle U, they, they seem to be kind of coming together now that they're they're healthy and, and guys are getting used to playing, uh, you know, alongside each other. Yeah, I mean, it, it also helps. You got Cameron Tyson, of course, dropping 27 points. He's just been a, a machine for them when he's healthy because he's had a couple uh, games where he had a, a lower leg injury, if you will. Alex Schumacher just continues to be such a four, 17 points. And then it was really quiet from the rest of the group, but, you know, finding, uh, get the ball in your shooter's hands and let them do what they can do. And Stephen at Boston, you know, it just seems like year after year, they have just so many injuries last season. Their, their end of the year was derailed by injuries this year, kind of a similar fate with AJ Kajus, Day Day Hall. So you know, you have Jaleel Bubron or Bobron, excuse me, who steps up with 13. But other than that, you know, you kind of need more, uh, you know, from some of your guys, LaChelle Dressel, just four points. So he was rather quiet. And even Matt Heyman had nine, but he's been a force for them too. So 
they've got to find something that works with, uh, you know, losing some of those guys and it might just take a little time. Abilene Christian defeated California Baptist 71 to 65. ACU is one of those teams we've talked about all season long as well. Um, another team that can kind of compete with anybody, but can also, you know, have a clunker uh, on any given night. Uh, this was the, the good night. The thing about CBU, we're just talking about injuries. Dominique Daniels not playing, you know, I haven't seen any official word, but, you know, could, could miss, miss an extended period of time. And that, that definitely hurts the Lancers in terms of what they uh, have been able to do so far this year. But shout out to Brett Tanner, Arian Simmons, Ali Deba, Hunter Jack Madden. I mean, they got a squad. They do have a squad. Yeah, they're so confusing because, you know, sometimes they're lights out. They're competing with the best of the best. And other times it just feels like they're just so close, but they can't break past that. And so, you know, maybe this is the time. Arian Simmons, when he has a good night, I mean, he's just such a force for this team. And so, you know, a lot of it depends on can, is he performing and then can other guys step up? Ali Diva has been very consistent for them as well as Betty Ol, um in Hunter Jack Madden too. High scoring game in Arl Arlington last night, 90 to 85 UTA over Southern Utah. They were down big too. They were down by 15 points and they come back to win. So if you're watching WAC basketball on ESPN plus and you're flipping around, you know, if you have Hulu and it's on all the different things there, if it's on your computer, pretty exciting night to watch WAC basketball. It is. I'm really excited about this UT Arlington team heading into WAC Vegas. They seem like they're coming together at the right time. Obviously, a big piece of it is Philip Russell. We've talked about him a couple times, getting the clearance to play mid-December, uh, the two-time transfer. Uh, but Dejuan Gordon, 23 points. Aaron Cash, 15 points. I don't know. This is this is a squad um, is similar with Tarleton that just finds ways to gut things out at the end. And so, you know, that could be a pretty – Pretty fun matchup. I'd like to see UT Arlington and Tarleton State potentially. Ooh. Ooh. Dejuan Gordon, as you mentioned, 23 points, and he had a, a potential whack top play type of dunk in that game as well. Utah Valley, don't look now. The Wolverines are red hot, Kendra. They beat UTRGV 70 to 59. Yeah, I mean, Utah Valley is a team we don't talk about too often, but they're coming together. I mean, this was a complete roster overhaul, new head coach and everything, four players in double figures in Ethan Potter, Trevin Dorius, Jaden McClanahan, Tanner Toulson. So, you know, big win over UTRGV. You know, the Vaqueros are just, are actually, you know, two and 13 in the whack, but, you know, their record is, they're a lot better than their record state. So anytime you do go in and beat UTRGV, it's not a small feat. Utah Valley has now won four in a row. They are eight and eight in whack play. I mean, they were four and eight. And I know. They're, eight and eight. they're number five seed if the if the season ended right now. So they would uh, be in WAC Vegas. And of course, first round five plays eight. Um, so they're only a game back of that coveted number four spot where UTA is, where you'd have a bye in the first round. So yeah, hats off to Todd Phillips and the job he's done this year with a completely new roster uh, for the Wolverines. We're going to talk some women's basketball when we come back on the White Podcast. Stay with us. Wack Vegas is back. The best fans, championship basketball, all in exciting Las Vegas. Join us March 13th through the 16th at the Orleans Arena for the 2024 Hercules Tires Wack Basketball Tournament. Don't miss the crowning of a men's and women's champion. 
For more information, go to waxsports.com slash waxvegas. Welcome back to the Black Podcast. Eric Gaynor along with Kendra Sheehan. Kendra, we had a uh, Wednesday night game in women's basketball. UT Arlington was at Southern Utah. They started off fast 24-8 uh, to 8 in the first quarter. They hang on to win 78-70. to 70. And the Lady Mavs, welcome to WAC Vegas. They have now clinched a spot. The Lady Mavs are in. That's just a really exciting thing for Sharika Ray. I had talked to her last week. We discussed, you know, her slow start to the season. I believe they were one and eight at one point. And then now they are fighting for a potential spot uh, to have that coveted by that first round. And that's just a credit to this team continuing to trust the process and, and learn how to play with each other. Gia Adams has emerged as a star in this league, 20 points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals. And then Avery Brittingham, Adela Valkova also, you know, adding double figure in points as well so big win for ut arlington and their team certainly also to watch in the tournament Stephen f austin also welcome them to the party in whack vegas they beat seattle u 87 to 62 that game played in nacogdoches and here's a team uh kendra we've seen with with sfa kind of like some of those men's teams we we're talking about they can play against anybody um and, and when they're clicking they're really tough to beat Absolutely. Yeah. When everything's firing in all cylinders, this is not a team you want to go up against in the tournament. Uh, you know, the previous week, though, they went 0-2. And so they hit a little adversity. They hit a little bit of a slump. They weren't playing very well. Um, and now they feel like they've got it back together. You know, sometimes you just have to go through those little slumps towards the end of the season to put yourself in a place to know how to win some of these games. But yeah, I mean, when you have multiple five players scoring in double figures, you're going to be tough to take down. I uh, happened to be clicking around on my Hulu the other night and saw uh, West Virginia playing Kentucky in the Big 12. Of course, yes. hey, well, there's West Virginia, Mark Kellogg, of course, the, the SFA coach who, you know, for, for a long time went to West Virginia this year. Number 23 team in the nation, Kendra. And did you see it, Jordan? I, I don't know if it was the Kentucky game. Might have been. Yes. Was it did go to overtime because Jordan Harrison yeah. uh, had the bucket that forced overtime last year's WAC freshman of the year, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, it just goes to show you that uh, maybe there's not uh, as significant a difference between maybe WAC basketball and Big 12 basketball. Did I just say that? You did. <laughs> uh, Grand Canyon also uh, gets back on track after uh, being, uh, I guess you could say, upset by California Baptist in terms of the records last week. But Grand Canyon comes back. They win 62-43 to 43 over Tarleton. They are rolling. They have 22 wins on the season, Kendra. Yeah, and if you just look at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players in the scoring column for the Lopes. So you know, you they were led by Jada Holland and Olivia Lane, but in double figures. But the rest, a pretty balanced attack. I mean, they have a just a a lineup full of shooters. So impressive win for them to get back in the win column and get back on the right track in terms of what Molly Miller would say, I would assume. <laughs> California Baptist defeats Abilene Christian 70 to 58. CBU uh, coach Jared Olson, he has been battling uh, injuries uh, on his team all year long. Uh, they were down to seven or eight players at one point, but uh, they got some players back in last night's win. Chloe Webb, 22 points. Uh, I, I don't know if he can, uh, what was the old Dan Patrick saying? You can't contain Chloe Webb. You can only hope to slow her down. 
Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, that is what teams do. You'll see it a lot of times when they're it's tied up towards the end of the game and everybody knows they're going to put it in Chloe Webb's hands, their best, you know, shooter at the time. And you know, they'll do it and she'll still manage to get the, the basket. And so you can't even guard her really. Chloe Lemon, it wasn't, doesn't look like she participated. So maybe there's an injury there, but she's the standout freshman. It's been all the Chloe and Chloe show. Nene Calhoun at 15 points, Kinsley Barrington at 12 points. And so nice, nice win and really attacking the rebounding battle as well. Rebounding battle as well. Not even Perhaps missed. the women's game of the night uh, was UTRGV taking down Utah Valley 63 to 62 as, as the Vaquero storm passed Utah Valley in the final minutes of the game. Credit to UTRGV for fighting this one out. Jada Holloman, 16 points. Tierra Trotter, 12 points. So three Vaqueros in double figures. I don't see Ayana Johnson also on the box score. She's been in and out. So I wonder what she's kind of probably dealing with some sort of injury or lingering injury, but yeah, she's in, she's out and she's a big piece of it. So credit to the team for, you know, being able to get a win without Ayanna Dorsey. The women's basketball standings real quick here. Uh, Grand Canyon now half game up on California Baptist, Stephen F. Austin and UT Arlington, as we mentioned, have clinched spots. Utah Tech right on the precipice of, of clinching a spot in the WAC tournament. But there is still a lot to be determined here, Kendra, with RGV, Southern Utah, Tarleton, Utah Valley, and Seattle U's not, not uh, out of it yet either. So a lot to be sorted out in the last couple of weeks. I know it's going to be really exciting with three teams not making it. You know, every game matters down this final stretch. I'm just looking. It's close. It's going to be fun. So you were on the call at uh, Albuquerque for the WAC Indoor Track and Field Championships. Uh, great job on that to you and Cal Charbonneau bringing us the action on Monday and Tuesday. A uh, bit of an upset, I guess, in terms of the coaches predicted it would be a Grand Canyon sweep, men's and women's. On the men's side, Southern Utah wins the championship rather easily, 171 points. Grand Canyon finishes tied for second with UT Arlington at 99 and a half points and at Stephen F. Austin at 83. On the men's side, Kendra, what were some of your big takeaways there? Yeah, on the men's side, you know, even though Grand Canyon was picked first in the pre-championship poll, talked to Tom Flood extensively before the tournament, and he was surprised. He really thought that Southern Utah, with the squad that they had this year, was going to to be someone that they would really have to battle to, to get past. And, you know, Southern Utah is always prolific on the – distance side and this year they added a lot of pieces to the sprinters they won a couple events they swept uh the 3000 as well they just had so many athletes that were able to score points i mean they dominated after day one and just kept it going and so you know credit to eric Hool. they don't have an indoor track and field facility over in uh, cedar wow. city so they're dusting off the snow to be able to compete <laughs> outside and so all that adversity they bring home the title and then you know grand canyon and the women's side really were were dominant from the start. They had so many pieces in the relays, sprinters, field events as well, some of the throws, and they both collected on the men's and women's side, the high point, Nasia Howard and Davicia McCartney. Um, so Howard won the 60-meter dash, the 200, and the long jump. And then McCartney won the 60-meter hurdles, the 400-meter dash, and the 4x400-meter relay. And the last part about the relay is so, you know, McCartney wasn't going to compete in the relay, 
they knew they weren't going to, the men's team wasn't going to get the title. So, you know, he had already competed quite a bit. He was exhausted. And he said, no coach, I want to do this. And he beats out the Southern Utah runner at the very last second for them to win that. And so just a really cool moment for him to, you know, wasn't going to do it initially, push past it, you know, and ended up edging out, you know, Southern Utah for that win. Yeah. The four by four is, is just a, a grueling race too. And, and he won the, yeah, the two events back to back, was it the hurdles and then the 200? Were they hurdles, uh, he won the 60 meter hurdles and then Six. the 400 dash, but really oh, they right, were right. very close. And so was the, the 60 meter dash and the 200 meter dash. So both Howard and McCartney kind of went almost back to back. Yeah. Like only 10 minutes, I think in between the races or something like that. So it was yeah. incredible performances. Uh, as Kendra mentioned, Grand Canyon winning the, on the women's side, I think it was six of their last eight, uh, WAC championships have come from the Grand Canyon women. UT Arlington finishes second followed by Utah Valley, all three of those teams over 100 points. And when we come back, we're going to play Kendra's interviews that she did with Coach Hull from Southern Utah, with Coach Flood from Grand Canyon, and with uh, Howard and McCartney, that, uh, not Paul McCartney. Denicia McCartney. <laughs> when we come back on the WAC Podcast. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast, Eric Maynard with you. As we mentioned, the Indoor Track and Field Championships were held last week in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And Kendra Sheehan had a chance to chat with some of the winners. Let's start on the men's side with Southern Utah dethroning Grand Canyon. Kind of an upset, but the Thunderbirds had an outstanding meet. She had a chance to talk with Eric Houle, their head coach, after the meet. Coach Hool, you came into this one knowing that this was likely one of the best teams that you had with the distance and the sprinters as well. You take down Grand Canyon, who won eight, seven, excuse me, straight titles. What does it mean for this program's second year in the WAC to hoist up that men's trophy? Well, you know, first off, you, you got to thank the teams that came in because they brought in some really good competition. You're only as good as the competition. So I got to thank the coaches that trained the athletes, rec recruited them, trained them, and brought them to this level. And and so to be able to rise like we did with not having any hiccups, you know, is really more a blessing than anything I do. And so it's it's been a, it was really cool, and it's always cool. You're not going to win them all. So it's nice to see great performances, and we walk out with the championship. That's, that's it's, it's, it's enjoyable. After day one, Southern Utah was in the lead, but you need a lot of things to go right today. And, of course, the men's 3K, you sweep one, two, three. You win the 200-meter dash as well. What stood out to you about the guys' heart and effort coming into day two to post those fast times and ultimately get that trophy? Well, I've done this a lot, like I've said before, and the sense of confidence that they had, there wasn't doubt at all. It was confidence. The only thing that was going to stop them is maybe an injury. But they knew what they needed to do, they, but they were excited and they were appreciative for the opportunity. And that, to me, is like it's not all self-centered. It's about... I get this opportunity and it's awesome and I'm going to I'm going to seize the moment and that's what they did and then they worked as a team and so it's 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 just it's really it's what makes sports so cool when you got people athletes young athletes that are committed to something and 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 willing to do the work and then appreciative of everybody that that helped them get to this place and so that's what really stands out to me. I know there were a lot of fun moments today and moments where you just were in awe of your student-athletes continuing to work hard. What stands out in particular, any specific moment from this weekend where a guy dug extra deep during a race, fought it out, and gutted out some crucial points for you guys? I think, uh, like in the long jump, 
you know, one of our young athletes, Levi, who who just jumped 24 feet and actually placed for us and got some points. Uh, and then you think of the distance races where some of the distance guys came through. And then, you know, the, obviously the jumps, but the sprints. Well, sprinters are insane. To have three guys on campus run under 47 is something I never even imagined would ever happen. And But they work so hard. The thing that's, so, that's interesting to me is we don't have an indoor facility. We live at 5,700 feet. We had to snow blow the track quite a few times. The weather is 30 degrees or below. And for them to, and, and we, work in a, we work out in a small gym when we have to, but for them to stick with it and not become discouraged is, is again, what it's all about. You know, not complain what they don't have. This is what we have. This is what we're going to do. Battling past adversity, you came to Southern Utah where they had won no cross-country or track and field championships. Now on the national stage, congratulations for the men's team hoisting up that trophy. Thanks. What a performance. Thanks. Thank you guys for doing such a good job, too. So congratulations once again to Southern Utah on winning the WAC Men's Indoor Track and Field Championship. On the women's side, it was Grand Canyon. They have now won six of eight in the women's side and Tom Flood is their head coach. Here's Kendra talking with Tom Flood. Coach Flood, you started the program at Grand Canyon 14 seasons ago. Your women's team just hoisted their trophy the sixth time in the last eight years. What are the emotions as this team got it done once again? Um, it never gets old. It's really nice uh, to get back on the winning track. I know you just talked to Nisha Howard and just what an amazing athlete, but uh, I could go on for hours about her, but it's even a better person. Um, when I recruited her, she had one goal in mind to help our ladies get back on the winning track and uh, with 32 points, winning three individual events, she sure as heck did that. So, um, But in, in, in any championship, it's a total team effort. Um, Ona Mayog Benny won the, the shot put, our throwers did really well. Had a freshman win the vault on the female side. That uh, they just they, we gave away a lot of points, made it a little tighter than we probably should have. But uh, um, they found a way to win. You know, so, can even talk about Summer Grubs, senior that probably should have won the, the pent, um, going away. Had a really tough meet and and several other events, but uh, the meet was still on the line. It came down on the four by four, and she's willing to to lead it off for us and uh, help us since the victory there. So just. Um, from start to finish, total team efforts, and uh, hats off to Southern Utah on the men's side. Um, we came in with a dinged athlete, lost 16 points right away, um, didn't have particularly a good meet, but I don't think it would even matter. Southern Utah was just dialed in from the get-go and uh, put on a show today, and we got some work to do getting outdoor, and uh, Adam from Cal Baptist, if you're listening, we need you to show up at Outdoor Championship and help us out a little bit, so... Coach, when you look at this team, I know that you say when you come into these events, you're just the cheerleader. They've done all the work, and now you are just cheering them along. What did you tell this team between day one and two just to keep that momentum and keep pushing, knowing that this is the championship day and lay it all on the line? Um, that's actually it. You know, um, Monday this year, there, there are some final events, and we congratulated those kids, but, you know, that we were going to still continue to fight. Um, until the very last event that was going to come down to the mile relay, maybe on both both men and women's side. Um, so 
Um, they listen, they're pretty self-motivated. Um, we got DQ'd at the, in the DMR after last night's uh, finish, which was bittersweet and really tough to take, but uh, I think it helped motivate our girls uh, to kind of make up for those. Um, that was like a 14-point swing there. And the, those are ways you lose championships. So, um, yeah, I don't know, it just never gets old. Um, you surround yourself with super talented athletes and, and very knowledgeable and uh, very passionate coaches, which I do have, and uh, um, it just seems so. Hopefully all the pieces of the puzzle have to fit on this weekend, and the guys they didn't, but the girls they still fit, and uh, we're, we're happy with the victory. Lastly, because I talked with you about this before the meet, growing up in Arizona in Grand Canyon shadow, to take this program to where it is now on the national stage with so much recognition, what are the emotions, what does it mean to you just being a native and being able to put Grand Canyon on the map as a top team to beat? You're getting everyone's best shot every single invitational. Yeah, it's really neat you know, just to go from 14 years ago with 900 students to 26,000 now and the growth. Um, uh, with Brian Mueller's uh, vision with that. And then also it's really nice and neat to have Jamie Boggs as our athletic director, another local gal um, that's doing a fantastic job. And I know all those teams are doing really well this spring, and then we had plenty do well in the fall. So kind of the pressure's a little more on me now than it's ever been. So uh, just trying to keep pace with them. So uh, we'll see in the next couple of weeks, you know, whack Vegas and everything else with the basketball teams and uh, softball and baseball sure look good and tennis and golf. And men's volleyball, second ranked in the country. Uh, that just keeps going on and on. Swimming, I think they have their championship next week. And Coach Schaefer's a wonderful coach, great human being also. And I think their guys may have a legitimate shot um, of pulling off another victory for them. Lastly, and then I promise I will let you go celebrate with the team. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Davicio McCartney because he got the high point, transferred and had to sit out last year as a two-time transfer. You got him from Sam Houston and just as unbelievable for you, especially in that 4 by 400 meter relay, fighting that one out and gutting out Southern Utah. Yeah, it, that, that was, he's a special kid. And I thought I had him initially, but he did go to Sam Houston first. So a little, a little, uh, a little delay and, and it was tough sitting him out last year, but um, he's a super talent. He's a very nice kid, great kid, um, which had a whole team of them. And we do. There's a lot of kids that are like that. But uh, it was really neat. Yeah, we knew he's probably tied with uh, Travis Feeney from Southern Utah for the high point on both the two of them winning two, two individual events. So we, we, he just he wanted to run the relay. It wasn't for the team championship or not, but uh, to be able to put him over for the high point score. The high point winners were both from Grand Canyon University. Nasia Howard on the women's side, Davicia McCartney on the men's side. Howard had 32 individual points, winning the 60, 200, and the long jump. And McCartney had 22.5 points, winning the 60-meter hurdles, 400-meter dash, and then was in the anchor leg of the 4x400 relay. Devasia, the high point winner in our 2024 WAC Indoor Track and Field Championships. And I want to go back to that 4x4 four four because you were pushing down the stretch against Southern Utah. You kicked it into high gear at the end and you pull out the win for GCU. What was going through your mind that final stretch as you were digging deep? So on the final stretch when he tried to pass me, I just knew not to like conserve. I just knew to conserve some energy and let him waste more energy than me and then kick at the end. Like, I've been training a lot more on speed, and that showed. The 60-meter hurdles, you ran away with that one as well. What was the preparation like to participate in so many events today and score in every single one of them first place? Well, you know, Coach Flo is a great coach. Um, he pushes us every day at practice to just be better. And I took a year off 
Well, I didn't take a year off. I didn't get to run last year, so that helped a lot. I just got to train more and, um, yeah, just really train more. That's it. Yeah, you mentioned it. You sat out last year, two-time transfer coming in from Sam Houston. Getting a chance to compete this year, what did that mean for you, having that extra preparation and to come in here on the conference's biggest stage and be able to hoist this trophy up? Yeah, it's really everything that I practice for. Every day I go to practice to train to be at the Olympics. So that's just my goal right now, and that's the only thing I've been like mentally preparing myself to do. Congratulations. Enjoy this one with the team. Rock that hardware. Congratulations. Naja Howard, you're just announced the high point winner for this competition. You won the 60, you won the 200, and you got it done in the long jump. What was your mentality coming into this competition, knowing that this high point award was what you wanted to go away with? Mm, well, I didn't know there was a high point award, so this is great news to find out. But um, my mentality going into this is like, this is my last college meet, just no regrets. That was my only thing, and just to really trust. When I had first transferred, it took me a little bit to really find comfort that I made the right decision like at first. but. I mean, this is this is as good a proof as any as I did make the right decision, and I'm just so blessed to have this opportunity to be out here. And I just really went into it thinking, like, if I do my best, I can't do any better than that. And whatever the result is, I just, you know, I'm gonna have to live with it. And so, like, I just went out there today, and it was a blur, honestly. So even yesterday with long jump, things were so chaotic that it was just honestly a blur. So. I mean, at the end of the day, now that I'm conscious again, I'm a champion, and that's just so crazy, but I'm just so blessed and privileged to have this, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three gold medals and also Grand Canyon on the women's side winning that team trophy. What does it mean to be a part of this program when you transferred in? Do you have any indication that this was going to be the way that your indoor season would wrap up? I honestly know. I mean, um, we, me and the girls, we've talked, we've had, we had a meeting before the meet saying like, you know, this year the door is as open as it has, as it could have been. So I just told everybody like, we need to take it. I said, there's the doors open. We need to walk through it and just do our job. Like on paper, we came in as a predicted champion. So I was just like, if everybody does their job and what they came here to do, you know, we'll come out as champions. And I mean, we did that. We did have some, you know, we lost points in some areas, but like everybody did their job. Even the ones who may have like faltered, they came back as like cheerleaders. Our support system, this meet was like so amazing. And the way that we just came together as a team for this meet was honestly beautiful. And like, it's just, I'm just so thankful to be a part of this team. And they really took me in like one of their own. I felt like I belonged like almost immediately. And like that just, ooh. That just makes me like so grateful and happy that I like these people are like my family and I really wanted to pull this off for them because I knew I had a little bit of weight on my shoulders to score a lot of points and so I just wanted to be able to pull it off for them and like this victory as as much as their victory is mine and like the team victory that's ours and so this is this is ours and I'm so glad that we pulled it off. You can tell a little bit of emotion there as you're talking about the haul, the hardware and the gold medals and the the trophy that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just because I mean, I've been running track since I was eight years old, you know, and like now it's my last college meet and I'll be going unattached, but you know, unattached is different than running in, in college. And so it just means more, especially this year. And so not only was I running for myself, I was running for all of those girls over there for Coach Flood, like just for everybody. And I just wanted to give, because the boys have had the spotlight for so many years. And I was like, I just need, we need the girls to get some recognition because we work just as hard and we wanted it just as bad. And so I'm really just so grateful and blessed that we pulled this off today.
That does it for this episode of the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.